on. Right. Gotta hike this down a bit. I have a rule about this podcast. People wear clothes. And if you're not wearing clothes, I don't want to see that you're not wearing clothes. Everybody's clothes all the time. Yes, I I know that you had clothes on. I know. I didn't need to, to confirm it or not. Oh, my God. Do you really want to play that game? No, actually, I don't want to play that game. Okay, so. You're listening to Barely on Topic with B.A. The biggest prod of all is coming up. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. A puck goes over the glass. Every stupid player on the ice puts their hand up. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. So we're on to episode five of the new season. Season two, episode five, barely in topic. We're going to talk about the Bruins, but not first. First, we're going to talk about our game of the week, which was the Habs <laughs> at the Blue Jackets. <laughs> so good. So good. Before I do that, I should say that we don't have Jeff today. We don't have Anthony today. Something kind of happened with Anthony. We have Ben filling in for us. Hello. Woo! Hello, Hockey Land. Yes. He tried to, to be on an episode earlier, and our collective audio recordings did not work at all. I hope that you haven't bewitched them or something to not record your voice. Have you done that, Ben? Yeah, the ceremony happened last night. Oh, crap. Oh, damn it. What are we doing? So, yes. So, let's get back. Uh, unless you wanted to say something about yourself, Ben. We'll move forward. Uh, Satan81 on bobbydeberge.com. Uh, do the uh, World Hockey Championship preview stuff. I do lots of hockey doodles, occasional game threads. And, uh, yeah, named after Miroslav Shatan. There you go. <laughs> you know, it's really funny. Is I have never once on this show told anybody what my username is there. <laughs> People could probably guess if they wanted to, but we'll just leave it there. Anyway, let's talk about that great game. First of all, I don't think any of us watched it, right? But we're just going to talk about it because it was so great. Why was it great? It's always a glorious day to hate the Habs. It is, but why why else? Come on, Tim. Oh, they lost 10-0. They lost 10-0. The Habs lost by quota plus four. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? Yes. That was Glenn downstairs. <laughs> he went, woo! Nice. <laughs> That's the fun thing. Our walls are like paper. Anyway, yes, 10 nothing. What a beautiful game. Anybody want to um, talk about the specifics? Well, we didn't watch the game, but who scored what? Everyone what? scored everything. I mean, the Blue Jackets defense played pretty well. They scored 10 safeties on the day. And <laughs> five safeties. Five safeties on the day, and um, they held the Habs scoreless. Cannon's so, running out of ammo. Was it Montoya that was the goal? Yes, yeah. Montoya uh, for the entire game. He was not pulled at any point in the game. That's he just... had having to start the next day against Philly. <laughs> that, that's a human sacrifice. Yeah, he. I mean, two two A Habs players' credit. He did treat it with class. He did take one seriously for the team. Didn't seem to have anywhere near the, the histrionics of the last time a, a Habs goalie got lit up that badly, badly which was Patrick Waugh. Nobody had a, a flight to Colorado book for Montoya, so yeah, <laughs> set there. <laughs> At a certain point, it looked like the Habs just gave up on him, uh, or gave up on the game. Uh, a lot of puck watching, a lot of you know stick waving. You know, nobody really taking bodies or clearing bodies. It was just a lot of staring at the puck most of the game. <laughs> no goal support at all. Definitely none. Oh, yeah. Well, it was zero, yeah. Yeah, yeah, none at all. So the, the people who scored goals, and this is not in their order because some, I'm going to start off with the people who scored two goals each. We had Josh Anderson, who I'd never heard of before. Cam Atkinson scored two. Nick Foligno scored two. Scott Hartnell scored two. All of them that they made up, you know, 80% of the goals there. And then we had Seth Jones and is it David Savard? It's David Savard. Yes. 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 So how beautiful was that? It was just wonderful. Now, coincidentally, I happened to see an, an article written by the Montreal Gazette back in September that claimed that Tarion, and it was his birthday, by the way, that day. So glorious. wonderful. It was glorious. And Happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> Tarion 
supposedly said that Pacioretty was the worst Habs captain in history. Mm-hmm. That's can't harsh. Stand. That is harsh. And if that's if that's the case, then the sea would have been stripped by now. Yep, yep. I mean, it, I think it was more rumor mongering than anything else. But like apparently, um, something like on a golf course or something. Like it was a lot of. I, I heard it, it was said on a golf course. That's what my source told oh, me. Oh yeah, I heard it was said in a bowling alley. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I don't know. It's I just more likely to be on a curling rink than it is a bowling alley. <laughs> So speaking of Pacioretty, he was a minus three that game, along with uh, Brendan Gallagher. So you had two of their top players just not not getting it done. Darnay was a minus three, and then on defense you have uh, Markov being a minus four, Petri was a minus four. Yeah. You know, as as bad as it was, it could have been worse because the Blue Jackets actually had a goal waved off. <laughs> <laughs> they did. It's like the uh, mercy rule or something. Um. Well, uh, uh, apparently, because I know all about this player, I totally know all about Columbus's Andrew Wenberg. His goal was called off because they said he kicked it in. Distinct kicking motion. Yep. Hey, 11? It could have been 11 nothing. Wow, that would have been so yeah. awesome. That's even better than 10 to nothing. The crowd wanted 10. They even chanted, they, you know, we want 10. So they got their 10. Ah! <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful! I love it! I've only played even in one rec league game, which over 10 goals were scored. And unfortunately, that was my team, and we're mis- missing our entire first line because they went on vacation on some fancy cruise in the middle of winter. Good for them. But <laughs> yeah, the, 10 goals doesn't even happen in, in rec league hockey. Maybe pickup, because no one plays defense in pickup, but ooh, did like everyone just eat mashed potatoes before the game and get drunk? Do you know who would play defense in pickup hockey? Bergeron? Bergeron. Bergeron. So. He's perfect. He's perfect in every Evil. way. Even with that ugly mustache, he's still perfect and beautiful. It is not ugly. It is perfection. It's for cause. So yes. It's perfectly ugly. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> you know, I could go into the explanation of like how like an attractive man grows a really ugly mustache, but it still makes him kind of attractive. Mm. That's what's going on with Bergeron. And, and I used really nice words there. A yeah. lot of the same words. But, you know. Okay, we got our Bergeron mention out of the way. Right, Gonna check, check that out off that the one list. Off. Yeah. Yep, it has suddenly become very warm in this room. So, yeah. Okay, so that really wasn't our game of the week. We just really had to to savor that. It was mm-hmm. wonderful to see a team, even a torts coach team, win a game against the Habs ten to nothing. Keep doing it, league. Everybody, win a game against them by ten or more. I love it. At least for me, this proves that uh, Tarion is the worst coach in the NHL, and the Habs truly are nothing without Price. <laughs> I think Tarion's doing a wonderful job. Thank you very much. Oh, you're no, you're right. They should keep him forever. He's he's my favorite Habs coach ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're having a pretty decent start at ten one and one. So, no. uh, thanks for raining on the parade. Just saying. <laughs> I think they allowed like 13 goals before that game, and then they allowed 10! 10! In one game. Yay! I love yeah. it! I love it! Like I said, it's not our real game of the week. We were actually going to talk about the Tampa game. Uh, it, the Bruins put together two good wins earlier this week. The win against the, the Panthers, and then the game against the Lightning, I thought they would win outright until they let the lightning back in the game but then that game ended up going to a shootout so what did everybody think when i went into a shootout oh i i don't like the bruins in a shootout i don't think the bruins like the bruins in a shootout no, they don't took has been somewhat shaky uh with respect to shootouts over his career and then when you have you know kucherov and stamkos and so on and so on coming at you yeah, not going to look good going into a shootout but yeah, they pulled it out Tuka looked great in the shootout Great. But I wondered if there was something going on with the ice because it seemed like people were they were getting ready to take a shot and then like they missed some kind of positioning or something and the shot just didn't go off very well. I mean, Jack had said something about the ice being a little iffy earlier in the game, but I was like, ah, their ice isn't as bad as Anaheim's. Like that was going to explain it away and make everything rosy and wonderful again. I live in a nice fantasy world. Yeah, the worst I, ice is probably the uh, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Really? You yep. think? Yep. Yeah, That's Steve Dangle was commenting on, on 
you can hear how bad the ice is. It's like this extra scrapey sound that you get. Not not just the audio uh, from the broadcast, but there's a, a sound to it that's just not quite right. Well, you know that it was meant to be a basketball arena. Yeah. Yeah. There's a car in the corner at the Barclays Center. They should and it sell has its tickets for that for those seats. That yeah. that would be the hottest seat in the in the, in the whole building. Oh God! What you know you what? Turn the AC on to make it cooler. And it, it has its should... own Twitter account too. It oh, does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and and they should actually, you know, the fifty fifty raffle. Mm-hmm. That's what you should win tickets to the next game in the uh, in the SUV. <laughs> That'd be so cool. The goal horn's right there, right? Yeah, the most yeah, annoying goal horn in the NHL. But it could be the it could be the SUV. You just go honk honk. Oh honk. oh yeah. Uh-huh. I like yeah, that. that would be so great. It, that's better advertising, if you ask me. Better advertising. Ben, I don't you know got the what job. kind it is. Advertising for the Islanders. I hired you. <laughs> I'll process your HR paperwork. Uh, I'm, un- later I'm unemployed. Why not? <laughs> yeah! yeah. Make your own job. Woo-hoo! Actually, I think the most annoying goal thing might possibly be the cannon fire in Columbus, and I'm going to experience that in a little more than two weeks. Cool. I think the most annoying is uh, the Capitals. They, it's, oh, the so, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's like they couldn't decide on which goal horn to use, so they just use all of them. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. It's like those, those old car alarms going off. It's like, like four different oh, tones. Oh, yeah. 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 Only redeeming part is uh, using Iron Maiden's uh, The Wicker Man song as part of the, the goal music. That's cool. Years ago, they used to use part of Helmets in the meantime, but buried down in the mix of it. It was like really weird. They just, they do. They put everything together like it's all going to work. It's Washington for you. Politics. Anyway, what do we have to say about the Tampa game? Shoot out. My boy. Your boy. Boy. Brando Carl Rusin. Carlo, uh, Carlo, 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 Carlo. He, it was like his coming out party. It really was. And then he took one off the jaw and he was able to, to talk about it later. Weeks and some other guy on NHL Network were just gushing about talking to him. They were just very, very excited. I'm very excited about Brandon Yeah, They were hyping up Carlo uh, a lot, uh, that program, and then also uh, HockeyNews.com has young players on the rise, and they had Carlo listed as number two in that list. (laughs) Top rookie surprises. Uh, Yeah, guy plays with a lot of poise. He also plays as though he knows exactly how much time he has with the puck, Mm -hmm. which is unusual for a 19-year-old. He's a master of space and time. Absolutely. Except uh, he he's fooling you with his youth. No, no, it's exactly what I saw when I saw very little of him in Providence last year. I saw him do basically the same kind of things. And you're just it when you're just sitting there and you're watching it, you're like, well, he's right. He does have like all this time. It's just kind of bizarre. And it's like he takes his time. He took his time back then. And that was just one game. And he was just kind of watching what was going on and trying to figure out we're not trying, but just knowing when to get right into the action and when to kind of fall back. So he's amazing. I love him. Yeah, he just seems to be able to slow everything down. And that's kind of a lot of the, that's the biggest thing when you jump into the NHL is the game speed and he's able to slow it down and just play well and not let the game get ahead of him. Yep. Yep. Now he didn't have a great game yesterday, but we'll get into that in a How little many while. People did, so yes, yes. But I was, I was very proud to see him at like, I just I love seeing him on the ice. I love watching Chara with him because Chara looks like a different player than he's looked in the last couple of years with other. Who was his stable defensive partner last year? Do we even remember that? I don't think he had one. Chara. Oh, uh, Trotman. They so many of them. It was Trotman. Krug sometimes. Oh, Killer. Killer for a little Chiller. Mm-hmm. Oh. He didn't have a stable pairing last yeah. year at all. So it's it's nice to see that that's working out. The rest of the defense, though, Oof. it's tough. Going back to the the shootout against Tampa Bay. <laughs> sorry. No, no. I just want to express shootout. my excitement towards that game. Well, yes. first of all, class got out early for me, so I got to enjoy the game. So it was a pleasant surprise. But I hate shootouts. I almost wanted the game to end in a tie after after overtime. Like, all right, both teams played well. I'm old school. Old school hockey, Eddie Shore, yeah. Tie game, awesome. Oh, I forgot. It's the year 2016, we got the shootout. And it went 10, what, 10 rounds? 10 rounds. You know what? That was exciting. I had fun. I drank beer. 
uh, and watched a very good hockey game. The way it should be. And Jimmy Hayes. He did something good. He did a thing. What did he do? He um actually scored a pretty good goal against I, I forget Tampa's goalie that game. Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky. Yeah. Vasilevsky. Yes. Yeah. By the way, who has like giant legs and goalie pads? How does anyone score low on him? They don't. Yeah, yeah Krejci didn't. He thought he had him. He, yeah. Krejci thought he had him burn and just got the toe in. Mm-hmm. I'd like to point out that before Hayes scored that goal, that Zane McIntyre gave him advice on how to score that goal. So really, Zane McIntyre won the game for the Bruins. Yeah, look at that. Zane with the game-winning assist in the shootout. (laughs) (laughs) We should all just, like, just have an episode where we just talk about our favorite players. Who is your favorite player, Nick? Well, he's going to, we're going to probably tear him a new one coming up, but Krug. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Currently on the team, beat Carlo. I, I liked yeah! him. <laughs> liked him in preseason last year. Yeah. Uh, thought he had, had a lot of potential and really impressed in preseason this year. And sky's the limit, it looks like. I mean, he's already playing top line minutes at 19 years old. Very narrative disrupting, where you have a going into the season, like, you know, our defense is terrible. The Bruins can't do anything right. Our draft picks are terrible. Our prospects are terrible. Nothing, nothing good is going to happen. They didn't make any moves. Got to go get somebody. Why can't they get somebody? And then used who we had in our system. Turned out one of them was actually really good. It wasn't Morrow. It wasn't you know Colin Miller to start the season. It wasn't Matt Irwin. Turns out it's Brandon Carlo. Well, Matt Irwin, I don't even know where he is anymore. He was with the Predators, but they let him go, I think. Or at least maybe he's down the AHL. Something like that. But yeah, I didn't expect Carlo. I mean, I did predict that he would make the starting roster with Chara on what little I had seen. And I didn't, I really thought like, because everybody was so big on O'Gara, I thought, well, well, Eric O'Gara must be like, he's probably going to make the the lineup and everything. So this is a much needed thing for me personally, because all of my defensemen are gone. So yeah, I have one. We were due with the, the amount of defensive prospects that had come in and not panned out. It seemed like we were due for one of them to finally find strike gold for us. What about this insanity I hear about on Twitter floating around like Winnipeg for Truba? They would want like Spooner and Carlo and like a first round pick or something ridiculous. Why would we do that? We wouldn't. No. We finally have what we want. We finally have what we were we've been wanting. So why give up anything like that to get Truba? Yeah. Let me tell you how good Carlo is. He's so good, not even Hags thinks we should trade him. (laughs) That's how good Carlo is. Oh, no. I don't want (laughs) Hags on the Carlo bandwagon, though. Okay. I I, I quote Joe Haggerty, Boston Bruins shouldn't trade Brendan Carlo. End quote. I want to see this. Yeah, he he literally, I I don't know if he said that. He definitely wrote that. Link in the description. (laughs) Oh, I forgot this isn't YouTube. My mistake. Click. Here's my article. Click on it for more yeah. details. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I'm sad about sides. Who's doing? Who's scoring down in 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 Islesville? He's doing pretty well down there in some respects. I don't know about defensively, but he's scoring. So that's pretty cool. But it's good to know that I have a defenseman that's going to stick around for a while because it's been pretty sad in my house. Okay. Bruins, where are the Carlo jerseys? Where are they? And I, I know I'm going to get a jersey for Christmas, Santa. But I'd like something before then. I, I, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they'll be out. I, they'll be out. They'll be foolish not to. No, I know that there's something about NHLPA. It's like you have to make sure that a player makes the team and so on and so forth. And I'm like... Well, his ELC, the one year is burned off now, I think. Jess explained this to me many times. I still, I, I don't think I listened very well. So they're probably going to keep him up for the rest of the year anyway, because they'd be foolish not to. So just make the damn shirts already. Yeah. Carlo. Carlo, 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 Carlo. Yes. Yes. I'm j- hey, last week I did not mention him once. You did a good so. job. I did. I think we should probably move on to our next item of business. We're going to talk about the Bruins' awful power play, because this is a pressing matter. Really, really pressing. How many, do we know how many goals they've scored on the power play? Not a lot. My guess is three. Two or three. Seven, I think. I think it's seven, to be quite honest. I only remember one. (laughs) But they are 30th. 29th. Oh, God. Oh, they're 29th now? 
Really? Yeah, Vancouver's worse. <laughs> they should be good. Or when I last when I last looked at it like a couple minutes ago, they were. I don't know if it's changed in ten seconds, but I'm pulling it back up. They've been pretty terrible on the power play, regardless of how many goals they've scored. Just something's not clicking. And and last night they gave up two shorthanded goals. Ooh. I mean, I know for a power play, you're not built to basically defend against a a goal. But still, two. Two last night. It's pretty damn terrible. Yeah, their percentage points ahead of uh, Vancouver. They're at 7.9% power play and Vancouver 7.7. Yay. So they're not last. (laughs) They're not last. Columbus is the best with 39.3%. That's probably a little bit inflated by the 10-goal game. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they were four for five on the power play that game. Yeah. Yeah. The the uh, Derek Stefan goal, which was the first shorthanded goal against the Bruins, I think it was one of the few times I saw Bergeron either get beat on a back check. Now, to be fair, Krejci did a horrible job going for a loose puck kind of in the corner, squirted right by him, and Bergeron either looked tired, I don't know, but either way, he was beat on the back check. And uh, mm-hmm. it was a good goal. That's Stefan goal. I mean, I, I can't say that Tuca really played it horribly. Let it buy him. So, yeah, he lost. But, oh, it was just bad play all around. Was that the one where it, like, kind of bounced off of his, like, uh, shin or something? But it was not a kicking thing. It just kind of went in. I just thought it beat him pretty clean. I can. Okay, that, that, that might be another one. Yeah. I mean, one of the were... other five goals that happened that night. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, first of all, I don't think that Bergeron is 100%. Mm-hmm. I think he's forcing himself to play, and I don't know how I feel about that. In some respects, I'm like, it's early in the season, rest up, because we got like 70-something more games to go, but then the other part of me is like, no, we need to win now! Yeah. So, and you know, Krejci is looking a little bit better than he had, but I kind of feel like he rushed himself back too soon. Yeah, I, I, I don't Krug know. I think Krug probably did too. Oh, Krug and uh, Krejci both, they were... I mean, they were expected to come back late October and then late November, mm-hmm. respectively, and start the first game of the season. Someone, someone told a fib and was allowed to play. Yeah, you know, uh, I know we've had a discussion about this at Bobby DeBerge about how you can lose your job to, or you feel like you're going to lose your job because of injury, and it can happen. But uh, crazy, I don't think he was going to lose his job to, to injury. Yeah. You know, I and just Krug think he wasn't was gonna... with that contract that he signed. They're not gonna... Yeah, yeah. Krug- Krug's mis- uh, problems have also been very mental. Like if you look at his pensions, his, his decisions with the puck, yeah. his positioning, like who he's supposed to be covering, who he's not supposed to be covering, mentally he hasn't been there for the early part of the season, and that should correct itself as the season goes on. But you also have inconsistencies in the roster, where, where Bacchus has been out, mm-hmm. uh, yep. Pasta's been out, You know, other players have been out here and there. So it's been hard to get that chemistry going on the power play. Then you combine it with players who just haven't had it going. Like that that third line just doesn't have anything going right now. And that's something that you you still use your third line on the power play. So mm-hmm. it's another area where they're not scoring both five on five and on the power play. If that line can get going somehow, then you know, maybe the power play starts clicking as well. Absolutely. I mean, it just kind of goes back to our depth isn't playing like it we expect it to be correct yeah which as you mentioned it's all sorts of you know injuries inconsistencies hopefully it'll work itself out but two shorthanded goals in one game that stings that's almost as many power play goals they have on the year i looked it up they actually have three power play goals on the year oh yeah i was right three for 38 ouch i wish i was wrong um yeah that's that's really awful and the only reason why Vancouver has a worse percentage is Vancouver has had more power play opportunities. They have the same amount of goals. Well, that, so. that raises another another issue, which is that the Bruins, over the past few years, have had a serious problem with getting power play opportunities in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like, their power play to penalty kill ratio has consistently been at the bottom of the league for the mm-hmm. past few years. Why do so you think that is? I, I, I don't have an explanation for it. It's... Are we not getting the calls we should be getting? We're certainly... I'm having a hard time believing that we're being overly penalized. Like, if you look at the penalties that are being called, like, hard to argue with them. Like, the, the mental mistakes are there. The, the bad decisions are there. Uh, so the penalties should be called. Why we're not getting them, especially when we're known for being a very aggressive team, That that's confusing. Yeah, it's really hard not to, to look at this and go, hey, 
why aren't we getting these calls against us? They must have something. Uh, or wait, why aren't we getting these calls for us? They must have something against us. But I don't want to be that kind of fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, it I know. Wonder, it makes you wonder if drawing penalties is somehow coachable. Like Absolutely. If there's, I think it is. I think it's totally coachable. I I think it goes back to any sport. I'm going to actually, your guys are going to love this. I'm going to go back to Derek Jeter. I I forget what year and what game. I think it was some regular season game. He's at, he's, you know, he's about, he's at, he's at bat. Pitch comes inside, you know, kind of hunches back, you know, it's inside. He's worried. It actually goes off the tip of the bottom of his bat, like at the handle. So technically that's a foul. It's a strike. He acts like it hits his elbow and he gets first base. So I think it maybe goes, you know, you kind of fly out the hockey. So what do you know? The teams that are accused of diving a lot by the fans, they typically have more power play opportunities. Now, it also could be that those teams may play a faster style. So, you know, you're going to get more hooking calls, more tripping calls. The Bruins, at least from what I could tell the past few years, kind of still, they claim to play that old school game, you know, north, south, you know, just chip it in. So... I think it's a, a little bit of the style the Bruins have played, and they have such uh, respect and dignity for themselves, and don't cheat by diving. That could be it. Right now, they're they're 17th in actual opportunities with 38. The team that has the most opportunities right now is the Flyers. Um, they have 51 total opportunities. Bunch of flopping poopheads. Um, I, I know we joke. I know we joke that Montreal likes to dive, but they have 39 opportunities. So, I mean... It's uh, still early, but the fact that the Bruins aren't at the bottom and they kind of were saying they were going to be switching towards a more speedy game, maybe this is the proof. It's also still, what, 12 games in the season? Small sample size, but I think it's worth discussing. And Mond, you know, is keeping an eye on it. Columbus has the least amount of opportunities at 28, but they've converted 11 of them, so... Good for them. <laughs> what we're like ten or eleven games in now. Eleven hours yeah, and five. Yeah, eleven games in. We really can't make any determination on like we can't even really extrapolate on anything until we get past twenty, we're and then in. even then it's going to be really a uh, very loose uh, interpretation of what could come. I really don't think that you can tell what kind of team that you have until you get like forty games in, and then even then doesn't really mean anything because last year the Bruins looked like a playoff team and. <sighs> some point i i don't know i still stand by my assertion and people can hate me on this but i don't think they're going to make the playoffs but i'm going to enjoy what i can out of this i'm going to go with brandon carlo means we're going to make the playoffs Ooh. oh my god he's coming in with a late uh, prediction yeah, yeah. The whole, all the talk was how bad our defense was and how he didn't go out and get anybody well we got that someone there you go that, we will need more pieces for sure but that's the biggest piece we need and we didn't go out and get a second-line player. We found a top-pair player. Hmm. Oh, I really need somebody to make, like, a heart <laughs> for me with Brandon Carlo in his uniform. He's got to be in his uniform. Like, and put it on a t-shirt and send it to me. That's what I need. There you go. I, I don't think anybody's going to do it, but I can I can dream. I, I think the yes. problems on the power play will eventually sort themselves out as players heal up, players come back, the chemistry starts to happen. Players get their heads back in the game. The defense will improve. It's improved now and will continue to get better. Still a tough division. Montreal is better than expected. Florida and Tampa Bay still still very strong. Detroit's playing better than expected. So the competition's there. But I feel like we've addressed at least at least partially, and I think significantly, one of the, the biggest area of weakness on the team. Yeah. There you go. Boom. Okay, we're all done. <laughs> Signed, sealed, delivered by Ben. <laughs> Uh, oh my god how are we going to improve that power play though i mean people will get less injured they'll heal up Mm -hmm. um back is back in there do you think that there might be something with the coaching too (sighs) we got the same guy running the power play sacco Mm -hmm. uh and And the power play last year was quite good yeah but we're also missing louis yep uh Um, missing louis spooner Spooner was a lot better on the power play last year yeah okay so here's a weird thing do you think that the world cup of coffee Mm-hmm. Kind of fucked everything up for everybody. Uh, is that a Freudian slip? It's what That's we call the World Cup of Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, I called it the World Cup of Coffee. I, I said it like I was saying it through an, an introduction once, and then I messed up, and I was like, ah, fuck it, World Cup of Coffee, <laughs> because it was kind of like it was a big coffee break for everybody else mm-hmm. when it should have just been everybody's in camp and training and doing these things. I don't want to use that as an excuse, just because every team dealt with it. Mm-hmm. 
would well, play. No, no, no. Look. Four of our power play guys were in that tournament. You had Bergeron, Bacchus, Krejci, and Pasternak were in that tournament. So they, they all got their warm up. Well, yep. Krejci was injured. He didn't participate. Right, oh, right. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, but I think that there's still there's still a, a chemistry yeah. thing that you have to work out. Yeah, I do. I, something something is. I, mean, I, I just very, you know what? I just want to examine it from every way that I can. Sure. You know what I mean? I'm not making excuses. You know I mean, what? I could make. You bring up a good point though, because normally that would all these new guys, and even I'll, I'll even sort of include Pasternak as a, as a somewhat new guy. His role has definitely increased this year. Just He's kinda, on a new line. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think that maybe hurt the Bruins. Maybe more we than it's hurting Bergeron and Marshan playing uh, for Team Canada. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marsh hardly well, ever played on the power play last year, though. He was second line, but that first line unit was so good. They right. they introduced him to the power play last yeah. year, which was kind About of time. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I still think that even though, like, okay, you had good chemistry from last year, you had the summer off, and then it seemed a little bit extended for some people, and then you have... Like, oh, we're, we're basically, we had a shortened camp. Some of the guys didn't really play at all in camp because they were playing for the tournament, you know, and you still need, like, Bacchus is a new addition, and he played great those first three games. It was better than I could have expected, filling in for, uh, essentially for Bergeron, right? Because Bergeron was out. And it was great, but I just think maybe it was like people overplayed and we've come back to the middle a little bit and you know it's going to get better it's got to get better it can't really get much worse right i just i want to know how we can how it can get better or like how long do you think we're going to have to wait for this to kind of settle out about another month yeah oh it's not going to be fun is it this is the only (laughs) thing i will say about the world cup of coffee despite tuka's injury i think I think Tuka was was shaky against uh, New York. That second shorthander, he really, really should have had. But I think his play was actually improved by the World Cup of Coffee. He was always, always, always a slow starter. And if you listen to our first podcast, I think I talk all in all about that and throw all these numbers at you, for you stats people. I did my I... research. Anyway, I'm tooting my own horn, and that's not modest. But I think it did help Tuka's play, which in turn will help the Bruins. You don't have to be modest. It's okay. I'm not asking that of you. I'm a southern gentleman. We're supposed to be modest. Your internet personality now. You, you can't be That's modest. true. That's true. Hey, I got a comment on my rant last week, which Sweet. I'll talk about a little bit more. Cool. Yeah. I was not nice last week. Just to brightens every one day, though. I know our power play is bad, but at least we're not the Chicago Blackhawks uh, penalty kill. 64%. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's like historically bad. That's like no one has ever remotely been that bad. Of course, it's again, well, they've played 12 games. but Maybe the Cubs had to win, and they mm-hmm. took their power from the the Blackhawks. They just, like, took the winning power from them, and the Blackhawks are going to suck this year. I Works for me. Yeah, it's all downhill from here for them, yeah. The Cubs won, and everyone will forget. And everyone in Chicago will forget about everything from this point forward. They'll just remember... The Cubs won. I don't really know how the, the mood was in Boston uh, when Boston won the first time. I remember watching that series. I actually watched a World Series once. What was it, back in 2004? Had to have been 2004. Yeah, I watched that one. And the Red Sox won, and everybody was happy. But how? what was the mood in, in Boston after it? Was it like, oh my god, we won! Yeah, it was. I mean, it was 86 years. It wasn't as long as the Cubs, but it was, uh, it was a huge deal, and there were a couple million people at the parade when the Red Sox first won. Now, in Chicago, there was an estimated 5 million people at the parade for the Cubs to watch them win. So, I mean, they, they've they all broken, you know, the long droughts. They Even in 2005, the White Sox had an 88-year drought that they broke. So, Chicago's had both teams break long. I, I will say this, though. When the White Sox won, barely anyone cared in Chicago. I was like, oh! We have another team in Chicago. Like one, that's nice. That's nice. I'm a yeah, frat boy, and I don't go south side. I I never go past that. Right next Chicago. I okay. I love Chicago. It's probably my favorite city to visit. I actually now like the Cubs. Thanks, girlfriend from Chicago. You've given me this disease. So we did the game of the week. We did the other game of the week. We covered the the power play. Talked about Carlo a lot. I, yeah, I brought Ben on to do my job. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
yes, we did all of that stuff. There, the power play, we're just going to have to wait it out, I guess. It's so fun. So we're going to move on. Should we do talk about viewer stuff? I mean, listener stuff. Or should we talk about bare necessities first? Typically, we go bare necessities. All right. So, Tim, what's your bare necessities? We'll get to Nick later. Oh, mine. I changed it up a little bit this week. I've gone with uh, some apple cider and rum just because I like apple cider a lot. And figured why not mix rum with it? So that's what I've been doing. Two-thirds of a hot toddy or yes. a hot buttered rum in, actually. So rum. Oh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Start. I should uh, put like a record scratch in this. Rum, not yeah. black velvet. Not black velvet. No. Um, decided to change it up a little bit. Go with Captain Morgan with some apple cider. Okay, what kind of Captain Morgan is it? Spiced rum or regular or what? Yeah, spiced. Yeah, because that coconut rum is evil. <sighs> yeah, no. That was my teenage years because I didn't drink illegally. But when I was a teenager, Captain Morgan coconut rum accidentally fell into my cup a few times. I can't do it anymore. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> All right, so, Nick. Yes. Tim is not doing Black Velvet this week. Can you believe it? I, you know, this kind of questions my faith in humanity, but I'll I'll keep on rolling with it. I have no other choice. Okay, well, Nick, what, what's going on with you? You know what? I am drinking something that was on sale at Whole Foods. Oh, Whole Foods, I bet you got some nice craft beer, you hipster. No, no, I didn't. I got premium gold mine lager beer. It's, I think it's like Whole Foods brand PBR. <laughs> or it could be, it's brewed by Gold Mine Brews in Rochester, New York. I don't know. Whatever it is, it's, it's uh, $4 for a six pack. So I'll take those odds. Bargain. Yeah, it's, it's good. Wicked bargain. Yeah. What, what was that? It was a wicked bargain. It's a wicked bargain. <laughs> um, I got. I drink two today. Got four more. I'm sure, I'll drink two tomorrow during. Well, I guess two. Not by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow. Releasing tomorrow, I'll drink two. I drank two Monday night, and they were quite good. Okay, so you said it was uh, four dollars for a six pack. Yeah, at Whole Foods. So uh, you had two today. Yep. Dollar thirty four. I know. I mean, I'm pretty sure getting water. From the tap is more expensive. Not really, Maybe. but... It might be better, too. Probably. <laughs> <gasps> Sorry, I'm into beer number two now. That's fine. Okay, so Gold Rush by Gold. maybe... Um, Gold Mine. Gold Mine. Gold Mine. Okay. I clearly had it all wrong. I wish it was a, a fine pilsner myself, but a lager beer will also work. I think you should you should advise Jeff to get some of that gold mine stuff. You know, being a geologist. And oh, all that. he totally should. <laughs> it's in Rochester. It's probably not. It's like he can probably get it up on uh, his his side of the of the line up there in Canada. Well, no. It sounds no. like it's incredibly hard to get beer in, in Canada. Something about like forms and triplicate and yeah. firstborn and, children and and then as he would say, and rightfully so. He says that a lot. <laughs> we have not made fun of him at all in two weeks. He's a smart years. guy, and rightfully so, because he's spent a lot of time hitting those books. I'm not going to make fun of him, because then he'll be mad at me. No. Okay, <laughs> so Ben, now that you get the gist of this, do you want to go, or do you want me to talk about it? Sure, I'll, I'll go. First, first and foremost, the thing that gets me through the season is that I've lived through the Pooh Bear years. <laughs> and nothing's bad as that. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> yes. So yeah, there's a lot of pain, a lot of a lot of dark, dark days uh, in the Pooh Bear years. So if I can get through that, I can get through troubles now. Uh, and then for uh, tools of the trade, we're getting through it uh, these days. It's Johnny Drum Private Stock, a bourbon out of Kentucky, 50% out of the bottle, and uh smooth and easy and you know no, notes of like peanuts and peaches and caramel interesting I'll, I'll be honest i'm surprised i have not had that it's really good it's yeah really, it's 30 bucks for the bottle too so it's, oh i'm i'm not surprised i've <laughs> yeah i mean it, come on you're not like, when you look at like bullet that's uh costs like 30 bucks these days or buffalo trace it's also 30 bucks i think johnny drum private stock uh tops the two of them actually my brother's the whiskey guys i'll i'll in bourbon uh, I'll ask him to to let me have some because I'm sure he's got it. Actually, cool. we we have a day between Nashville and Columbus, mm -hmm. and we're thinking about trying to do the bourbon 
trail or go to a, some bourbon distillery or something. Yeah, Louisville's really nice too. If you can at least swing by Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, That's what really I, nice. you know, I, I said that. And then he was like, there's nothing in Louisville. I'm like, there is yeah. something in Louisville. Bourbon and baseball bats. It's real yeah. easy. Yeah, Louisville is actually a fantastic city. I often stop there on my way to Chicago. Oh, okay. Um, and, if you're, and if you're driving, uh, get, being able to drive out to some of the distilleries should be really easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. I saw like uh, there was like Evan Williams. There was Four Root. Was no, wait a minute. It was Evan Williams and Bullet and Jim Beam and whatever. And I was going to ask you which one you would really recommend to to stop by. Uh, if you could stop by any of them, look for Kentucky Bourbon Distillers. They're okay. uh, more on the the craft end of things. Okay. Uh, you could you could do Heaven Hill. That's the the biggest uh, distillery in Kentucky. That's like the big major one. Like a lot of the major brands are there. But if you could pick any of them, I'd go for Kentucky Bourbon Distillers. Okay. All right. Then I will look for that because uh, we just started talking about that today because we have everything planned through um, Nashville. Well, not everything. We have most things kind of figured out by Nashville, but we haven't figured anything out pretty much since, uh, I mean, after that. And we kind of need to because we're um, going to be on the road for Thanksgiving. So, yes. Okay, cool. I have no idea what I'm going to do this week. I just had Rosemary's Baby, which is a pumpkin beer that has been aged in rum barrels. It was brought to me by Stripes. I didn't know what it was last week. Now I do. Actually, it was pretty good for a pumpkin ale or pumpkin beer of some kind. So I have a few more of those. I'll probably drink those or something. Yeah. I mean, there's always hard liquor, mostly. We have a lot of whiskey. We do. We have a lot of that. Not a lot of that Koval, but we've gotten some more since then. So my bare necessities are always so thrown together at the end of the day because I don't think anybody really cares about them. And um, I care. Well, people, I've learned in the last week that people like it when I yell. Mm Mm-hmm. We have heard complaints from our friends that were too polite about things. (laughs) So I got a little ranty last week, and that was fun. And I actually heard something from someone named, I'm going to pull it up, Jean Catherine. I think it's Jean Catherine. Otherwise, it's Jean Catherine. But I think it's Jean Catherine. And she really liked that I ranted and said that I didn't really care about Sidney Crosby and that I want him to get the same treatment as everybody else, penalty-wise. And then we got uh, another person who actually complimented us on our podcast, Chris Ward at, wow, what is this? Wah, 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 wardy. Well, thank that person. In the days of your guys, uh, they uh, gave us a shout out in their podcast. Oh, really? They did. Really? They they said um, they were talking about good Bruins podcasts and they said, oh yeah, there was a really good one out there called Barely on Topic. Love those guys. And then the guys kind of mentioned their own podcast after that, but. Hey, in their opinion, there's only two good podcasts, and we're one of them. So sweet. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I admit I haven't listened to them, mm-hmm. uh, only because I don't want. I, 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 I have a feeling that I would like something, and then I try to steal it, and I don't want to steal things. Mm. Nope. The Sorry. I see they listen to this, and I, I think they'll get a kick out of it. But uh, Pez, uh, he's got the, the New England, well, the Massachusetts accent down we don't have that we, we need someone with a massachusetts accent come on ben sorry there's a have... cat fight i had to break up oh. oh do you have a massachusetts accent that we can use i have a wicked good massachusetts accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can get a get a wicked bargain at bonds and noble oh see that's good stuff <sighs> yeah. i love sorry. the movie star wars which has Darth vader and yoder <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been letting you down, Nick, by not having a good Massachusetts accent. I mean, sorry, I'm not from Massachusetts. I know, I'm not either. I'm from like this is my third time living in Winston Salem, North Carolina. <laughs> and the few times I haven't lived here, it was in Rentham, Massachusetts, for a little bit, or in Salisbury, or in Knoxville, Tennessee. You lived in Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh yeah, you did. Live yeah, in but, Knoxville, yeah. Tennessee. So I'm like, I'm geez. so. I, I, I'm Knoxville sucks. I don't care if we have any Knoxville listeners. It's a crappy town. <laughs> I'm looking forward to being in Nashville. It's going to be a very different experience. Nashville is fantastic. I, I, I wish I could Grand live there. Opry. It's very nice. Have I a good go. time. Have a good time. Yeah. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I just want to experience different things. Yeah. 
I'm very excited about it, but um, I'm sorry, I don't have a proper uh, Massachusetts accent for anybody. I don't even have a proper Rhode Island one, so I'm sorry. Yeah. Again, I mean, Rhode Island, you know, but yeah. uh, I'm, I, I grew up in Portsmouth, and uh, there isn't much of an accent there. Yeah. Sorry. So I'll be interested to find out what happens when I get down to Nashville, though, because uh, when I used to go down to Maryland, I used mm -hmm. to have like a little bit of a twang mm -hmm. going because... My dad told me that they'd shoot Northerners there. Oh, yeah. So, well, um, so I kind of learned a defensive uh, Southern thing. Well, Nashville is actually there's really no one is actually really born in Nashville anymore. They just all moved there, so no one really has the Southern accent. Like the guy from the White Stripes and the other guy from the Black Keys. Keys. Mm -hmm. Yes, both of them. So anyway, that's way far away from actually talking to the listeners. Uh, we're talking about the listeners and everything. Tim, you're finally back. I need you to tell us your story. Yes, I am here. Um, so the last week I happened to be just going to a pizza place getting some pizza. It was a lovely pizza. It was a chicken Alfredo pizza. And... I had a Bruins shirt on, so this guy in line starts talking to me um, about the Bruins, told me that I should start listening to Barely on Topic. Um, little <laughs> did he know that I was on there regularly, so I told him, I was like, oh, I'm actually on that. And he's like, oh, wow, I listen to it every week. So I actually didn't get his name, didn't even ask, because I'm awesome like that. I was so <laughs> stunned that he actually told me to listen to my own podcast that did he guess who you were on your own podcast? No. <laughs> no. So, didn't know which one I was. Um. So, but he you listens. Should've, you should have told him you were the host. Yeah, right? <laughs> so I was throwing him for blown. a real loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was, it was neat. Uh, so we have other fans that I don't know in the main area. That listen, so that's cool. And we're nice. about to get more fans because we're officially on Google Play now. About time. Way to go, me. Wow. Right. Right. Doing that a year after I said I would. Well, you didn't really know about Google Play until you switched phones. Yeah. There's a whole other world out there. You guys should need to go out there and explore it. Whole world. Oh, that's a good <laughs> song. That's a good movie. I don't know any other words beyond that, so sorry. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen... That was Aladdin, right? Yep. Okay, yep. yeah. It's been a long time. So, well, Nick, why don't you tell us about the other places that we can be found? Well, apart from Google Play, which is a lovely, lovely place to be, we're also on um, iTunes. That's a big one. We're on Stitcher. We're, of course, on SoundCloud. That's kind of the the uh, home okay. operations, the, the factory of Barely on Topic. But yeah, so you have... Yeah, that's a lot of platforms to listen to us. I think that's fantastic. You can chat with us on Twitter. We love being on Twitter. At Barely on Topic. Yeah, absolutely. For instance, so that listener who met Tim uh, shouted us on Twitter. Or if you're not on Twitter, come chat with us on Facebook. We're there too. Or if you want to get to know us on a personal level, <laughs> come, come, come on over. Come to Thanksgiving. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> go to... Bobby to Bergy. Is it, yeah, dot com. Dot com. I thought it was dot edu, because I, I think we're very educational there. This morning's we really are very educational. Yeah. No, we're, we're, we got, what, two doctors that regularly, regularly post on there? I think that's pretty cool. Mm. Yes. But, but, but the rest of us are illiterate punk asses. Remember that's that. That's true. Absolutely. I learned more than I ever expected to know. About reservoir outflow outflow rates on Bobby to Bergeron.com. <laughs> See, there you go. When was that? <laughs> I hope earlier this season, like I don't know how we got on on that. Well, barely on topic, as it were. Uh, talking about the current levels in one of the reservoirs and how quickly the water flows out of it, and like this is a hockey blog. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, we also did have the post office tour. Last season, yes, <laughs> your sister, <laughs> your sister was very fascinated by post offices and where packages were at, you know, well, each stop. We're tracking Kate's uh, Louis Erickson uh, hoodie. 
Oh God, that thing. She yes. was able to track you know, where it was around the country and it, it took a pretty circuitous route. <laughs> All the rural post offices it could possibly get to, it took. And of course, you know, you know that your sister and I, we have a post office portal. It's a direct link. Did you not know this? I, I don't do know how you do this. Yeah. Apparently, I go to the post office late in the afternoon, and I deliver them the thing. They throw it in the portal, and your sister gets it the next morning. Wow. Every time. I've sent your thing, your sister things many times, and it gets wow. there the next morning every time. It's crazy. I could send something to Phony out in, in Boston. It takes like three days to get there. But your sister, it gets there the next day in the morning. Doesn't matter what time. That's eerie. It is crazy. We call it the portal. It's the portal. It's just how things work. So, yes, you can learn so many things. We have a geologist. We have a historian. We have um, other um, people who have... We have a referee. Yeah. Wait. Oh, my God. We got a referee. We got to have him on sometime. Totally have Stripes on sometime. That would be so fun. If you want stories, you got to talk to Stripes. You know, I've met him many times. Oh, cool. I went out to lunch with his mom and with his partner, Joe's mom as well. So the two moms and I want to, um, when they go out to, to uh, Vegas for that road trip that they're planning, I want to drive them. <laughs> That's, it would be so great. I mean, they have stories. Do you think Stripes has stories? They have stories. It's amazing. So yes. So um, yeah, we should have him on sometime. I don't know why I keep forgetting to ask him. And if there's anybody who needs to be mic'd up, it has to be Stripes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like weird. I don't know if he would do like the, the group interview thing. We'll see. We'll see. Right. I haven't asked him yet. So, but yeah, he's uh, he does anything from uh, refereeing uh, old timers to uh, young whippersnappers and like, does he do high school leagues? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he did like peewees or something too. Well, he probably doesn't, but because it's different times of the day, and he does games, like he did twenty-one games one weekend or something. It was really fr ridiculous. Okay, so Nick has wandered off. I'm sure everybody else wants to wander off as well. So, Tim, I'm really disappointed. I really am. Why? Just one. Just one. Just one. Word? No. I mean, just one more pun. Come on, oh, you can do it. I don't have any, like, off the top of my head at all. It doesn't work like that. They, they, they just happen. <sighs> maybe, maybe one day I'll go back to it, but for right now... Maybe one day you'll go back us to it? No, no. I won't. I won't go. I won't. I won't involve David in this. <sighs> okay, fine. Just take us out. Word. <laughs>